A daring man has visited more than 15,000 Starbucks locations around the world and claims that now he's pretty sick of coffee. And a pastor dies after 30 days of fasting in order to beat Jesus' record of 40 days. <laughs> and as sex toys continue to get hacked, the definition of sexual assault is under question. What do we do about it? These are big issues, guys. These are stories that are weird. These are stories that are so weird. They're here on your plate today. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. Let's get into it. I think I met a man who's more obsessed with coffee than I am. A man has visited more than 15,000 Starbucks all around the world. But here's the thing. After doing so, he claims he's now sick of coffee. But he still wants to see them all. Wants to go to all the Starbucks. Sick of coffee. What a weird guy. His name is Winter. He's gone to exactly 15,061 Starbucks locations all across the world. His personal mission is to drink coffee from every Starbucks store in the world. He hit his 15,000th location this month in Peru. You're wondering, how many Starbucks locations are there, Jonesy? Well, take a guess. How many, what, do you, what do you think? 25,000? 50,000? The answer is 30,000. 30,000 Starbucks worldwide. Winter says he plans to visit as many as he can, although at this point he claims he just doesn't care much for coffee. <laughs> well, you're in deep now, buddy. You're going to have to get back into the coffee, I think. Or can you order tea, perhaps? What if you just had a muffin at every single one of them? Does that count? He's from Texas. He's visited 15,061 Starbucks stores at the time of this article, so probably by now it's 15,082, maybe something like that, if he's busy. He's been going around the globe since 1997. This is all part of a project that he calls Starbucks Everywhere. Here's a quote from the 47-year-old. 47? He says, this project does get quite tedious. You know, I want my life to be so easy that Going to Starbucks, having a cup of coffee is tedious. I just want that. Life is so difficult when you're just traveling the world, drinking lattes, isn't it? <laughs> Goodness gracious. This guy is a... I mean, how does he travel he still, and still live his life? I mean, he's just not... I don't think this is all he does. The article says he's a contract computer programmer, which gives him the freedom to travel across the world for his hobby, which he calls Starbucking. To make each visit to Starbucks count, he usually orders a small sample size of coffee in each store, drinks it, and snaps a picture for his website. Snaps a picture for his website. Who wrote this? An 80-year-old? Now, I'm looking at a photo of him holding the sample cup. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's a very small cup. It's like a, what you'd get an espresso in. This is the size of the cup of coffee. And this this is what counts in this guy's quest I think this is a fraud. You gotta drink a full cup of coffee, sir. I don't know what you're doing, trying to buck the system here. You could be doing a shot of coffee in every Starbucks. What the hell's wrong with you? You either go big or go home, Winter. Winter from Plano, Texas. He began this journey 22,000, 22 years ago, by the way, after he started speaking to some baristas about the coffee chain that seemed to be growing quickly. At the time, there were 1,500 locations in the U.S., he wondered to himself, is it possible to visit the mall and drink a very tiny cup of coffee? In the early days, he completed his quest of finding Starbucks by using phone books. 
and speaking to baristas. Can you imagine? Isn't that funny? Hey, man, can you tell me where the other Starbucks are, dude? Some 22 years ago, phone books, man. His quest to do shots of coffee in all of the Starbucks stores has taken him to such countries as South Korea, Japan, and Qatar. Did I say that right? Q-A-T-A-R? Qatar? Yeah. I don't know. Now that I'm in Asia, I consider myself a very worldly individual. Of course I can pronounce Qatar. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe I'll be there next week. You don't know. You don't know where I'm going. He's also been backstage to meet the rock band Vampire Weekend at Madison Square Garden after one of the band members heard about his extreme journey. Then there's a photo of him doing a karate kick of some sort. This guy's a little weird. This guy needs to get a girlfriend, I'm going to say, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. This needs to get a life in a way. I mean... It's always funny. I mean, I've covered so many stories of people just deciding to do some weird thing with their life. Ah, I'm gonna go to fifth, I'm gonna go to all the Starbucks in the world. Oh, I'm gonna play darts in all fifty states. Oh, I'm gonna swim across the ocean and I'm sitting on a frisbee. I mean, people do weird ass shit, man, and they devote their life to it. And I'm just like astounded by it. I can't keep a schedule. This guy's doing. <laughs> this guy's going to uh, Starbucks all around the world. I mean, you got to give him some credit. It is the total devotion. To the point now where, here's what sucks. The guy's sick of coffee. I mean, wrap your head around that, first of all. I don't even know that was possible. You could become sick of coffee. He's sick of coffee nonetheless. And he's only halfway there. <laughs> what a sucker. I mean, he. in order to do this, you really have to like coffee on a whole new level that maybe I don't even, I can't even imagine myself even. Um, I got to say though, man, you got to, Make it more interesting for yourself. Winter, if you're listening to this article, this article, this podcast, if you're listening to this this broadcast, make it sound like it's on a whole new level. My advice to you, bro, is to stop doing these little tiny shots of coffee. You need to like make your experience more 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 like not what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, it's very late over here, guys. I'm recording this at three in the morning in Singapore, all right? This is what you get. You need to, I want this guy to like enjoy it more. So he needs to like spice it up. Get the pumpkin latte, get the, get the mocha, get different, you know, different coffees, you know, maybe that'll make it more interesting. That's just me. What do I know? I'm just, uh, I don't even go to Starbucks anymore because I just, I don't want to give him my money. I think, I feel like they burn their coffee a little bit too. I'm not crazy about it. Not crazy about it. I do like their muffins though. Well, someone recently told me that they're made in a terrible place. So I don't know if I'm going to be eating those anymore. A pastor dies after 30 days of fasting to beat Jesus' record. What a real brilliant guy here. <laughs> a South African pastor named Alfred Ndilovu. Ndilovu. Who puts an N followed by a D followed by an, followed by an L? This should be illegal in the grammatical world. Ndilovu. Ah, oh, man. You know... The lengths I go to to deliver this information to you guys, I mean, it's just outstanding, right? <laughs> I'm such an idiot, and then I'm trying to pronounce big words and shit. Alfred he's This guy's died. Died of malnutrition after going without food for 30 days when he tried to emulate Jesus Christ and fast for 40 days and 40 nights. He's like, I want to be like Jesus. 
Didn't eat for this long. You can live this long without food, by the way. I looked into it. You need water. You could live on like... You could live on maybe lemon water. I know you could live on water and if you squeeze... If you like take an apple and kind of squeeze a little bit of apple in it. Like, you know, if you mush up some apple. There's enough nutrients in apple water to like... You could live for... This is what I've read. I'm not smart, okay? This is just what I think is good. All right, stop laughing at me, okay? I I heard that you could live on apple water. I don't know what that's all about, but this is what I heard. <laughs> so the media reports that a 44-year-old pastor left his home on June 17th for a nearby bush to have prayers, just like Jesus did. Did Jesus really go to the bush? I thought he went to the mountain. He was in a desert, wasn't he? Maybe he went behind a bush in the desert. I don't know. This guy went to the bush which I think means the wilderness. Yeah. If it's anything like Australia, they call it the backwoods, they call it the bush, right? I saw a crocodile Dundee. I know my history. This guy was attempting to equal or break Jesus Christ's record of fasting for 40 days. Unfortunately, Alfred Alfred died just a month despite having no history of illness. He was alone in the bush. His body was found by a stranger who called the police. He was, in, he was all alone in the bush. He died all alone. I would hate to die all alone in a bush. I wouldn't mind dying all alone in a, in a hot tub. Yeah, that's a pretty cool way to go, right? Maybe not. Alfred was known by his family and community at large as a very spiritual person whose faith could move mountains and his death surprises everybody, even the church members. One close relative said he was a very spiritual man. It's unfortunate he had to die this way in a bush all alone. After a month, it was a whole month after a month, we got the sad news of his death. Why did it take a month? Was he so far out in the bush? Were they just like, is this one of those like primitive areas of the world where they, they have runners run between villages with messages? Alfred Nidalevu has died. The pastor was a healthy and religious old man who did not even look his age. That's how the article ends. That's very strange. The pastor was healthy and religious old man who did not even look his age. They want you to know he looked good. He looked good. Not a bright man, but he looks great, apparently. I don't think emulating the life of Jesus is going to get you anywhere, guys. I mean, did you know what happened at the end of the day? Did you? Have we read the book? hoisted up onto some wood and nailed to it. I mean, do we really want to <laughs> go down that path? Just be a good person, Alfred. You know, hold the door open for old ladies. You don't got to just starve yourself for 40 days to get into heaven. There's easier easier ways to do it, my friend. Didn't somebody tell this poor Alfred? Didn't have to go out like this. Anybody has... Anybody have, a doctor out there? I need to get some answers about how long you can fast. I know the phone lines are going to be open now. I know I'm going to hear from everybody. Jonesy, you idiot. You can't be able to do You got to eat something. You got to at least have some gummies. I don't know. What do I know about starving yourself? I once lived 40 days and 40 nights strictly on ramen noodles. Yeah, and all I got was the gout. <laughs> Just kidding. You don't get that from ramen, do you? 
As sex toys continue to get hacked, the definition of sexual assault is under question. So the rise of teledildonics, I love that word, teledildonics, it's an industry. Uh, I guess it's high-tech dildos, right? (laughs) At the end of the day. There's connected sexual pleasure products. That's what we're talking about. These are new fun ways for us to pleasure ourselves and our partners with inventions such as vibrating Wi-Fi enabled butt plugs. (laughs) That was a big mouthful right there. Yes, I'm going to repeat it. Vibrating Wi-Fi enabled butt plugs. Hydric children, if you're listening to this right now, it's about to get weird. Webcam connected dildos. Did you know those exist? I had no idea. Teledildonics. What a fun word. Just say it with me. Teledildonics. Just like everything else in our modern age, it seems, uh, presents a privacy nightmare ridden with security flaws. Since 2018, there have been a number of reported hacked sex toys, and the most recent case makes me wonder, should we go back to good old non-connected sex toys just to avoid them getting hacked mid-session? Privacy counts across all aspects of life, especially as we live surrounded by and depending on our technology. That's why when it comes to smart sex toys, our privacy should count even more. According to Mozilla, an internet-connected device, sex toys included, has five minimum security standards. It must use encrypted communications, have automatic security updates, yada, yada, yada. I don't know about you, but I've never personally ever checked for these five conditions in a sex toy. Yes. Evidently. Not the only one. Most recently, a woman had her butt plug hacked and controlled while she was presenting on stage. Doesn't say what she was doing on the stage. I'd like to know that. (laughs) What kind of show is this? Uh, It later turned out to be a stunt designed to demonstrate to the audience just how susceptible that these devices can be and how easily hacked they are. The incident sparked a frenzy as people feared it would happen to them. Not only would having your vibrator hacked be very strange, but it would also be done without your consent. Just like the data collection techniques that are used by Facebook, Alexa, and most technologies. Okay, so this article is very long. I can't get into all of it. I'm tired as hell. Uh, But the issue is hacking sex toys and consent laws. These are quite uncharted territories. We don't know just what to do when someone hacks a sex toy or its data. In some some countries, such as the U.S., laws that define what constitutes sexual harassment or assault vary from state to state. In many countries, the law is still vague about the definition of assault and what is sexual harassment. Uh, and then, you know, laws that prevent us from, you know, hacking sex toys obviously don't exist. So, what? this is a very gray area. What do you do about this? And while lawmakers attempt to sort of tackle this issue, and maybe in the meantime it's worth dusting off that old non-connected vibrator that's hidden in your underwear drawer and just relieve that stress. Get yourself some alone time without worrying about somebody else taking over your sesh. Taken over your sesh. That's weird, right? So imagine you have a vibrating butt plug. Your favorite one. Maybe maybe you gave it a name like Henry. 
and then you're using Henry one afternoon, and then all of a sudden, Henry's not acting correctly. Your Wi-Fi connected Henry is going bananas. Somebody's hacked into your Wi-Fi. Somebody's controlling Henry from afar. Creepy. Are they watching you too? Have they hacked into your webcam? What is going on? This is the world we live in now. I warned you about robots, guys, didn't I? I said, they're going to take over and they're going to they're gonna control us. We have no chance. Even our sex toys are going to take over. You're going to be murdered by your own damn sex toy. Sex toy. Eh. <laughs> Do nothing about it. We have morals here. Ethics. Ask that question. Is it sexual assault if you're not even in the room? That's what's going on, right? Is it sexual assault if you're not even in the room? Can you sexually assault somebody digitally? I suppose you can. If you send them a very lewd picture, that's... That's got to be... It's a form of sexual assault, I'd imagine. I don't know. I'll leave it up to you, listeners and fans. Listeners and fans. Call Weird AF News. Let me know. What, you, what is this? What do we do about this? Anybody have a solution? Does anybody own one of these? Not familiar. Never seen them. Never even even seen them demonstrated in to, in toy stores. At all. You know? Walk around a Costco. Someone's giving out samples and they're testing Wi-Fi enabled butt plugs in the corner just to show you how it goes. Call me. I need a friend. <laughs> 646-450-2012. Or you can email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. Hey guys, what's up? It's Jonesy. I'm recording again from Asia. We're making it happen. I think I missed a day yesterday. Everything's a blur right now. I'm extremely high. It's three in the morning. What am I doing? (laughs) Having a good old time. I've seen some very cool things and you might have noticed on my Patreon, if you're a patron, that I posted videos today of me drinking something very weird. Uh, something I came across in Singapore. Uh, yeah. So join the Patreon and check that out. Yeah. What a reason to join. See what Jonesy's doing in a foreign land. What weird things is he doing? Yeah, that's right. You get that kind of stuff. You also get bonus episodes. Like, you get all, all sorts of shit. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Just do it, man. Just do it. Um, also, follow me on the social medias. It's Funny Jones on Instagram and Twitter. On Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. You got my email. You got my number. All that. I want to thank the angry, angry Florida man for calling. Always love to hear from him. I hope one day he learns how to read. <laughs> All right. I'm too tired to do this, but I'm going to do a, a few more this week. Better believe it. And I apologize for missing yesterday. I hope you'll forgive me. Find it deep in your heart. And... uh don't worry, Jonesy will be safe and sound back in L.A. at the end of the week and back on your normal schedule. Okay. I'm going to go eat something. Jonesy, you told people I can't read? Is that what you said? You said on the last podcast that I can't read. All right. All right, maybe I'm a little dyslexic. All right, I'll give you that. Maybe I can't tell a consonant from a vowel and I'm not very good when the wheel of fortune is on. But I can read, damn it. I read the box of cereal every day. Every morning I read my Tony the Tiger. Anyway, Jonesy, you enjoy Ali Bali or wherever the hell you are. Get back safe, man.